0: And I really like the idea of creating a life, even right, but even if you're way, way away from retiring, that you're not like counting down the days to be able to get to that point of your life. That you're creating a life, you're creating habits, you're spending your time in certain ways that make you feel good. So that way you're not having to count down until that magical moment when you don't have to work anymore.
1: Do you often wonder whether there's more to life than your 9-to-5 job? Do you dream about having a life that has no boundaries, where you can decide what to do and where to do it? And does the thought of how to get that life maybe overwhelm you just a little bit? Then this is the podcast for you. Join me as I uncover how to get that freedom and live a life that needs no retirement plan. I'll be scouring the internet and chatting with people from all walks of life who are out there living life to the max instead of punching a time card. I'm Jackie Doucette, and this is Beyond Retirement. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. I'm really excited today to be joined by Chelsea Murray. She started her career in the health and exercise field as a group fitness instructor and a personal trainer. While her background and education are in exercise science, she had a desire to help people more than just in their physical health. So she combined her interest in personal development, with wanting to help people live healthier lives with less stress and she created her self-care focused coaching business so now she empowers busy high achieving women to put themselves first so they can have the energy to accomplish all that they want in their life when she's not working you can probably find Chelsea curled up with a book or playing with her dogs Chelsea thanks very much for joining me today thank you so much for having me So you've got a self-care focused business. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about how it got started and what you're doing?
0: Yeah, so I have always been kind of a high achiever myself. I, when I was in grad school, worked five different jobs while taking a full graduate course load, which I don't recommend. (laughs) Not a good (laughs) idea. And I still am involved in multiple different things. I think if you count, I still technically have five different jobs. But the thing that has been able to get me through all of that was when I decided to put myself first. For a very long time, I went through the cycle of being incredibly burnt out, incredibly stressed, just going, 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 going. And then there would be a time when my body, my mind, and my soul literally couldn't take it anymore. And I had my version of a mental breakdown, which involves a lot of tears, a lot of just feeling very kind of depressed and down and hopeless And that would last for as short as like an hour to like maybe as long as a weekend or even a week or longer. And I decided that that wasn't the way I wanted to live my life. (laughs) What a surprise. (laughs) You're Right. Who wants to have mental breakdowns as part of their routine? And so I decided to really look, well, what did I want in my life? How did I want to be spending my time? And how could I better take care of myself in order to have the energy to do everything that I wanted to? Because when I really started looking at what things I wanted to be involved in, the list didn't necessarily get shorter. There was a few things that I was like, oh, this job really isn't a good fit for me. This position, this aspect of this job, I can kind of shift things around. These hours of working don't work. But I I mean, I'm still involved in lots of things. I have my own business. I have um, a business I run with a friend. I teach Pilates. I teach bar. There's a lot of stuff going on. And I don't want to get rid of any of those things. And so for me, learning to manage my time, manage my stress, and then take care of myself has been the only thing that allows me to still do everything that I want to do. And I was seeing a lot of other people in my life, um, clients I was working with, struggling with very, very similar things. And so that's what inspired me to start my business, focusing on self-care.
1: Okay. And that, I think that's something that is more and more needed these days because we're all trying to do so much more all the time. And, and the last thing we think about is us. It doesn't matter what's going on. Oh, I've got a little bit of time. Let's go do that instead of sit down and relax for a moment. It's always go, go, go.
0: Yeah. I, I know for me, whenever I've had free time on my schedule or free time in my life, it's like, okay, well, what can I put there? Or it's like, oh, I have two hours. I don't have something scheduled on my calendar. How much can I get done in two hours? And like this idea of rest was not happening. It was not a thing. And so I really tried to look at how can I kind of change the dialogue in my head from, I need to do more. I need to do more. I need to do more to, I am more than enough as I am. I'm am doing more than enough. And I have to take breaks in order to show up as the best version of myself every day.
1: That's a very hard lesson to learn. It's a it's a hard dialogue to or monologue to get going in your head, so that mm-hmm. you hear it all the time. I mean, people. I look at the uh, at the parents right now of the little kids, because you know my kids are are grown up, <clears throat> but even when they were young, and you see it now, they're putting them in different activities after school every single day and rushing from thing to thing. They're just indoctrinating them into the idea that you need to be rushing all the time and your life has to be full. And I think it's time to uh, step back a little and maybe think about it's okay to be bored for a little while.
0: Yes, I know. I am very fortunate. My parents limited the after-school activities that I could be a part of. Uh, The rule was I could play like one sport at a time. I could play whichever one I wanted, but I had to finish the season and it was one at a time. And there was times I I really did have to choose when I was young of, do I want to play soccer? Do I want to play basketball? Do I want to play basketball or do I want to play softball? And they really wanted to instill in me this belief and this ability to just kind of chill. And I definitely kind of went away from that for a little bit when I was in school, I got kind of caught up in the competitiveness and the trying to get one step ahead. And i just realized long-term, like, that's not possible. Um, I remember, I think it was like my freshman year of college and we were in a seminar where they told us that like the most stressful time of our life was going to be the next four years. And I was like, uh, (laughs) no, I don't like that. And I think, especially with the way our society is now, is before maybe college was the most stressful time of your life with a lot of stuff going on. And then you figure your life out and you start your job and yeah, you get, you your life kind of calms down. Well, I think for me, I was still trying to do all the things all the time. And so I don't think the stress dropped until I made a decision to make it drop.
1: Right. And that happens because something else dropped, you know, so that, you know, to make you kind of wake up. Yeah. So what do you use you've got a you've got a routine you've you've got your five pillars that you uh, that you use to teach people and to coach them in in self-care can you talk about those
0: yes so i'm a big believer that self-care is an incredibly personal concept and it's a little bit different for everybody and so what i really encourage people to do is to listen to your mind your body and your soul kind of figure out what it's telling you, what you need, and then find out those things that really do give you energy that make you feel good. Like you can take on the world and just feel amazing in your day-to-day life and create routines off of that. So my personal five pillars that I always, um, kind of create routines around are one, moving my body in some way, uh, fueling my body with foods that make me just feel good. Um, I also really have to add in rest of some kind, like I, I'm someone who needs seven or eight hours of sleep a night, or I just my life is not as good as it could be. Uh, then for me, stress management is another one, and then mindset. So if I can find some way to work on all of those five things every single day, which in all honesty isn't that hard. Um, I love working out. I love moving my body, whether it be through Pilates or bar or riding um, a bike. Walking, yoga, whatever it is. and then eating you have to eat. You may as well choose foods that make you feel good that you enjoy versus stuff that you hate, and things that make you feel yep. crappy. <laughs> and so when I add those things in, um, and a lot of these things are kind of built into a morning routine that I have, then I notice that I feel substantially better in my stress levels, my energy levels, and my mind is just a lot calmer. And I'm not like having my head spin around in circles and things are just easier to accomplish. And so those are the five pillars that I teach because I think for the most part, we all feel better when we move our bodies. We all feel better when we eat foods that make us feel good and when we get rest. Um, but then from there, some of the other things can kind of depend on you individually and what makes you feel the best. So that's kind of what I teach, but I always encourage people to tweak it however they need to for themselves because self-care is about
1: you. Thanks. Um, the stress management and mindset, the two parts that you kind of leave to people to develop a little bit. Um, obviously, you've got things that you do and, and routines that you uh, maybe suggest to people um, to get to mm-hmm. get it going. When you talk about stress management to people, do you run across very many of them who say, "Oh, I need my life to be busy. I need,
0: I need that kind of stress there to keep me going." Kind of, actually. I have worked with a couple of clients who they are just very much wanting to do all the things. They have. Um, they tend to have their own businesses. They tend to have side hustles. They tend to have busy family lives, and. So what I kind of work through with people is that it's not that being busy is necessarily a bad thing. Like for me, I have five different big things, big businesses that I'm involved in. That doesn't necessarily mean that I'm doing something wrong, but you have to be aware of what your energy levels are. And if you're giving more than you're actually capable of. So for me, I know that when I teach Pilates, if I teach more than about 25 hours a week, I'm not a happy person. So that's the number, that's the that's the number of hours, the amount of energy I can put towards that. Anything more than that doesn't work. And so when people are like, oh, I have to have the stress, I have to have all these things. One of the things I also like to have them think about is why do they feel the need to have all those things going on in their life? And so one of the, interesting things that kind of led me down the road of building my business and stay away from, or not stay away from, but kind of branch off from the personal training and health coaching that I started my career with was the fact that there's those monologues in your head, the little voice in your head that I like to call the little asshole because it's not always very nice. And (laughs) sometimes that little voice in your head really kind of gets you to do things that don't make sense for you. And so for those people that are like, but I want to do this and I want to do that. And I want to do all these things. I'm like, yeah, I get it. That's me too. If you ask me to pick one thing and stick with one thing, I'm going to go, I don't, I don't want to, but what are you making it mean about yourself that you have to do all these different things? Are you thinking that maybe you're not worth it if you're not involved in five different things? Are you uncomfortable sitting with yourself and your own thoughts? And so you always have to have something going on. That's big. Mm-hmm. That's something that like, I, I know I struggle with. I sometimes have to listen to things to fall asleep because my mind just keeps going and I just, I can't shut it off. And I just am uncomfortable of dealing with whatever's going in my head. So you, we find distractions, but there sometimes is an underlying belief. And a lot of times like it's things like failure and worthiness and just trying to live up to certain expectations that Maybe you weren't always set by yourself, maybe they were influenced by like your family or your friends or people around you. Things that you think you should be doing, like you should be super busy, like we put being busy on a pedestal, so what is that monologue in your head? It's a little different for everyone, and how can we kind of reframe that to be a little bit different so you um
1: generally you're working with women who are busy, who are you know running their businesses, doing that sort of thing. Have you come across? very many yet who are trying to move out of the busyness, trying to um, get beyond that, like, like for this, uh, for this podcast going beyond the retirement age, but beyond the retirement point where they're trying to slow down, but not really sure how to do it and, and worried that if
0: they do slow down, there's nothing left. Yes. I do work with some people like that. And I think in all honesty, a lot of the reasons why busy people want to stay busy is for that exact reason of they're like, well, if I like don't do as much, wh- what is my life going to be? Yeah. And that's part of what I also teach um, in my courses and in my one-on-one coaching, I work with people to kind of create, what do they want their dream life to look like? It's like, if you could wave a magic wand and have whatever you wanted like literally anything you want. What would that be? Does it include you working 80 hours a week? Does it include you going from thing to thing, to thing, to thing, to thing every single day? Probably not. And so for me, thinking about retirement is an amazing thing. That's like this beautiful idea that seems so far away and just Like, oh, I'm just gonna have to work really, 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 really hard to be able to get there. And I really like the idea of creating a life, even right, but even if you're way, way away from retiring, that you're not like counting down the days to be able to get to that point of your life, that you're creating a life, you're creating habits, you're spending your time in certain ways that make you feel good. So that way you're not having to count down until that magical moment when you don't have to work anymore. And I think that the more we can kind of turn into ourselves and be like, well, what do we really want? What are my dreams? What do I want my life to look like? We have a lot more control than we think we do. And we can kind of tweak habits, ways you're spending your time to be able to have the life that you really want, whether that's includes 5 million different projects or if it includes a lot of rest and downtime even if you're still working and
1: that's uh, that's the whole underlying theme of my my show is mm-hmm. that you know you want to build a life that you don't need to retire from exactly so, you know you're not working because you love it it's it's just part of everything mm-hmm. so um I saw on your website that you've got a few different things uh, available and different different things going on. Can you uh, tell the listeners a little bit about what you
0: have uh, to offer? Yes. So I've got a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, part of being a high achiever for me is I want to make sure that there's lots of options for people. Um, So I offer one-on-one, very, very private, individualized coaching where we go in and we figure out what self-care means to them. We create routines, we look at their life. Where are they not living their dreams already? How can we change that? And we do all this like limiting belief, mind drama, Mindset work in order for the little voice in their head to be very supportive um, and not that little Mean voice that kind of tears you apart and slows you down from doing what you know is to to be best for you Um, so that option um, is great for people who need a lot of Support and want to be able to ask questions and get answers quickly and often Uh, I also have Um, some courses and some group training programs that kind of are open throughout the year. Um, I'm actually just finishing up a round of the Happiness Sisterhood, which is a group coaching program where we really focus on self-care, stress management, and how to create more happiness in your life. It's super, super fun. I love it. And I love being able to have kind of a group support environment as well. Um, And then for people who either want something lower support. That's more just accountability um, and kind of ideas that also maybe you don't want to have to spend a whole bunch of money on stuff. Cause I know courses and coaching can be expensive. Um, I also have a very low cost membership, the self care crew where there's weekly and daily accountability posts. So that way you've always got, you know, someone's asking you, what did you do for yourself this week? what are you doing this week? Like, what's your plan? Did you make a plan? What's going well? What's not going well? Um, and then in that, I've also got journal prompts, meditations, and I'm, I'm always adding stuff to it to make it as helpful as I possibly can. So if someone's kind of wanting just a little bit of help, then that's the great option as well. Perfect. Sounds like you've probably got something for just about everybody. That's my goal. (laughs) I'm really, really passionate about helping people take care of themselves. I truly deeply believe that if we all took care of ourselves a little bit more first, the world would be a better place.
1: Uh, I believe that. I agree with you because uh, Mm -hmm. for one, we wouldn't be worrying about the other people and what they're doing. We'd be, we'd be caring about them because we've had time to care about us. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Um, I will make sure that your website link and your Instagram handle are all on the show notes. Um, Is there anything I didn't ask you that you would like to share with the listeners? Um,
0: No, you asked really, really good questions. I can't think of anything. Just people take care of yourselves. It's really, really, really important. Take care of your mind, take care of your body, take care of your soul in whatever way that means for you. But you truly get to take care of the other people in your life and all the things that are important for you when you take care of yourself first. Right.
1: Got to fill your own cup.
0: Yep. It's my favorite saying. Yeah. Well, great. Thank you very much for being with me today, Chelsea. I've really enjoyed it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been wonderful. And
1: that's our show for this week. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Beyond Retirement. I'm your host, Jackie Doucette. If you liked what you heard, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts, review the show, and leave me a rating. It helps me move up in the ranks and reach more people. If you've got any questions or comments, drop by my website, www.beyondretirement.ca, and leave me a short message. Thanks again for listening, and we'll chat again next week.